so forgiving to us, Lord. We just want to say thank you. And as we enter into the service this morning, we're asking you for a special anointing. Not just for us, but to make us witnesses. As we leave this place, God, let us be prepared to tell someone that the wages of sin is still death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We praise your holy name. We lift you up this morning. We count it a blessing to just say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It is in the precious name of Jesus. And all the saints say amen, amen, and amen. Let us receive our songs of praise. Praise the Lord. Come on, stand to your feet. It's time to give him glory in this place. This morning, we have a very special guest. Her name is Stacy Boyd, and she's all the way from Colonial Heights Baptist Church. Come on, give her a good K Chapel. Good God bless you this morning as she leads us in worship this morning. Jesus, you are here. I will live. 
part says God is fighting for us. We're going to sing it like he fights for us, okay? All right. Thank you, Father, for fighting for us. We thank you, Father, for just taking care of us all last week through dangers seen and unseen. And then, Father, giving us a mind to come out to the house of prayer. We thank you, Father, that those, for those that are still on their way this morning. We thank you for those, Father, and we pray for those who wish they could be here, but for some reason they can't be here. Father, now we pray for those who came in with burdens this morning, that something that might be said or done in this service that would lift their heavy burdens. Please prepare our hearts and our minds for the word that we'll hear this morning. And these and other blessings we ask in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Let the church say amen. Listen, we're about to go into deeper worship right now, and we worship him 
some sitting, some standing, some kneeling, whatever you need to do to worship the Lord, we will invite you to do that right now as we invite and invoke the very blessed presence of the Father in this place. Anybody want to worship him this morning? Anybody ready to worship him this morning? Let's do so in spirit and in truth. If there are worshipers in the in the vestibule ushers, please let them in now because we don't want them to miss out on this worship. Amen. Praise team, take us deeper now.
Let's all say amen again. I ask that you join me now in our responsive reading. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Congregation. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him altogether. Come, let us sing for the joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Amen. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful I, I was listening to the lyrics of the song. And thank you, praise team, for the, that's some new music, amen? I know we're sitting there wondering now how we get into this. We just listened for the first time, amen? We're learning it, amen? And next time we'll be singing it with you, amen? Amen. But in, that, in both of those songs, I heard a, a theme of light and darkness and God fighting for us. God being on our side, pushing back darkness, the light of Christ has come. And I don't know about you, but in our city, we need some light. We need some light. I don't have to tell you what we've experienced over the last week. We need some light in Jackson. And, and the other thing, Pat, the thing that I, 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 I'm thankful about that you know, we, we lift up angels during Christmas time, but angels are not Christmas add-ons. Angels are real beings that are around us each and every day. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I thank God for angels keeping watch over me. Listen, we, I, I, I know we got joy to the world, but I just need some angels. Keep in mind, all night.
services at 8 and 11 and on December the 24th join us at 6 p.m. for our Christmas Eve worship service and finally on December the 29th our joint year-end service will take place at 10 a.m. here in the sanctuary. The K Development Learning Center would like to express sincere gratitude for your love and kindness and overwhelming generosity. We appreciate your gifts and would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you from all of us to all of you. Attention girls ages 11 through 16, applications for the new ministry Girl Power are available now. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall and pick up your application. Complete and return it by the deadline of December the 22nd. Our annual Christmas Cantata celebration will take place here at Cade on December the 15th at 4 p.m. Doors will open to the public at 3. We are celebrating our 140th year church anniversary, and these lovely and beautiful photos are just a few of the ones that will be included in our commemorative yearbook. However, some of you will look like this, or this, and if we're feeling particularly creative, you may even look like this. So, just a quick reminder, you have three more Sundays to come by and have your photo taken. There's zero charge to do so. Just drop by the Buckley Family Room on today, December the 22nd or December the 29th, 
and we'll take a quick picture of you to be included in the yearbook. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. We want to remind each of you again to go by and make sure that you get uh, your photo taken. You don't want to see a stick figure in your place. Amen. And I got a feeling that, that they might put that in there. So make sure you get your photo taken. Derek is ready to take your photo. All you got to do is go. You don't even have to schedule. You just, you just show up. Amen. You don't have to schedule it. Just show up. Let them know you want your picture taken and you're ready and just smile real pretty. And they'll make sure that the picture is, is taken and it becomes a part of, of our yearbook for uh, the year 2020. Amen. Again, uh, we have a, a December schedule that's full of activities. We want to make sure that you don't miss anything. Ushers, if you have the December uh, cards, will you go ahead and pass those out? Uh, make sure everyone is aware of what's going on during the month of December as well as the uh, the, the schedule changes that are taking place, particularly uh, on the third Sunday. Uh, we want to make sure that you know when and where we are meeting. Amen. The good news, the good news, somebody say good news. The good news is that we're bringing our cantata back home. Amen. 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 You don't have to go all the way across town. Amen. Cantata will be right here in this sanctuary here at K Chapel. We're looking forward to a great time. Brother Thickpin and our music staff has been working diligently as they always do each and every year. And we're particularly excited about this year's production. We want each of you to come and be a part of that. Be prayerful for this group. This group has been working diligently, been working hard. And so we want you to come out and support uh, fourth sun I'm sorry, four o'clock at the on the December 15th, 4 o'clock is the, the, the day and the time for our cantata. That's next Sunday. Amen. That's next Sunday. Amen. Next Sunday, bring your family, bring your friends, and let's celebrate uh, this annual event together as we always do. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. One last reminder, our Bible study uh, will be meeting this week. We do want you to know that because of our cantata, because of the space that they'll need to be practicing, we will be moving Bible study to our gymnasium. And so we ask all of our Bible study participants to meet us uh, at 7 p.m. this Wednesday in the Family Life Gymnasium. Amen. Amen. God bless. Amen. Good morning. Will all our visitors please stand? All of our visitors. If you're not a member of K Chapel, would you please stand? Amen. 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 On behalf of our pastors, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, Emeritus Pastor, Reverend H.L. Buckley, we thank all of you for coming and worshiping with us, recognizing that you could have gone someplace else. But you decided to worship with us today. And since you decided to worship with us, we don't want just to have the talk, but we also want to have the walk. While you're standing, someone is going to come by, shake your hand, and thank you for coming and worshiping with us. Not only that, but you will get something from our musical staff. Thank you. This is our fellowship period. 
Morning K Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on those you can minister to during this next week. And believe it or not, we have no families that lost loved ones this week. Unless I have the wrong information, we have no families that have lost anyone over this past week. But we do have back in the hospital, Brother Kenny Williams, Sister Beatrice Palmer also is in the hospital. We have recovering at home, Sister Loretta Brown Buckley, Mr. Levi McBride, Mr. A.J. Mack, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blunson, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Vera Collins, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones, and Brother Bobby Smith and Usher. And I understand, Paula, are you here? I understand Paula Epps is back in service this morning. If you are, raise your hand. There she is. She's in the back. God bless you. Welcome back to service. And we have also an invitation from the Sunday School to join them with the uh, annual Christmas program this morning at 10 a.m. If you're able to make it, join the Sunday School for their annual Christmas program. And listen, every one of you have one of these programs. On the back of this program, we have a list of people with long-term illnesses. Let us not forget them, okay? Let us not forget this. So just remember, if you're ever wondering who else, who's in the hospital, you have this flyer, check it out, and keep them in your prayers. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit who you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. It is now time to bless the Lord through our giving. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offerings, which we are given primarily, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel. Number one, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Number two, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provisions in our lives. Number three, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through missions and ministry that occur here and around the world through K Chapel. Now, the word. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not break, do not destroy, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
So 
in our lives, O oh God, which we offer in response to your steadfast love as your Son, Jesus, transformed people's lives. So may the lives of others be transformed through these gifts, through our love, through our witness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I need you to hold my hand. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. <clears throat> Listen, I better do this before we get any further into the service. Um, Alcorn Braves, where are you? <laughs> well, Y'all not making much noise for be SWAC champions. Amen. Amen. I, I'm trying to give you a minute now. I'm trying to give you a minute. You won't say I was, I was unfair. Amen. Trying to give you a minute. Amen. Congratulations, SWAC champions, Alcorn State University. Amen. Amen. I, amen. I don't know how. I don't know the alma mater. I only, I'm not going to ask you to play it. Amen. But, but congratulations. I see Reverend Representative Clark gathered. You got your purple and gold on this morning. Amen. Proud Alcorn Brave. God bless you. God bless you. God keep you. Is our prayer. We're going to hear one more time from, from this male chorus. Amen. And then we will hear the word of God.
I will sing. Hallelujah. I will sing. Hallelujah. I will sing. Hallelujah. Devil can't stop me. I will sing. Hallelujah. Storm can't stop me. I will sing. Hallelujah. Sickness can't stop me. I will sing. Hallelujah. Incidents and accidents can't stop me. I will sing. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. He's worthy. I say he's worthy. He's worthy. Worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Oh, he's worthy this morning. Anybody come to praise his name? Anybody know he's worthy? Why don't you worship him like he's a worthy God? Why don't you thank him like he's a worthy God? Why don't you tell the Lord, thank you? You're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy. I will sing hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Oh, it's bad, but it ain't that bad. <laughs> My mama, it, it could be worse. You know that, don't you? you? You ought to thank God. Grandmama used to say, I thank God for it being as good as it is. Wish I had a witness in here. That, that means I recognize it didn't have to be as good as it is. So I'm going to thank him for waking up this morning. I'm going to thank him that I could put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to thank him that I woke up and I knew what day it was. I'm going to thank him that that didn't nobody have to tell me what my name was. I'm going to thank him. My, my, I, I really feel like preaching this morning. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to thank him because he's worthy. Woo. He's worthy to be praised. My, my, my. My, 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 my. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I'm not confused about it. I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. You will consider with me from the gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 1. Getting with the 26th verse. These words you will find recorded. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city, Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive 
in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seeing I no, not a man. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God... Nothing shall be impossible. That's enough right there. That's enough right there. With God, nothing shall be impossible. I would that you help me preach this this morning and simply tell your neighbor, he chose me. He, he chose me. He, he, he chose. He chose me. He chose me. There are some things that I'm not foolish enough to believe happened in my life because I was so good. The fact of the matter is he just chose me. I'm not foolish enough to believe that many of the blessings that I have gotten in my life are a result of me being the best prepared, the best preacher, the best leader, or the best person. Fact of the matter is, Derek, he just chose me. And I've stopped trying to explain to folk. The Lord's blessings in my life. I've, I've stopped trying to defend God's favor. And, and just acknowledge the fact that though I don't deserve it. God did it anyhow. That there ought to be two or three folk who could go along with me on that and, and recognize that, that, that you have not been the best prepared, you have not been the best person, you have not been the best product, and yet God chose you anyhow. Chose to bless you anyhow. Cho cho chose to show favor upon you anyhow. He chose me. Kevin, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm just grateful for God's favor. The, the story of the virgin birth of Christ is a story of providential selection. God looking down from heaven in the small town of Galilee. And choosing 
a virgin girl. That there are some who would suggest this morning that the virgin birth is not essential in Christian doctrine. There are some academicians who teach in American seminaries across this country who suggest that you don't have to necessarily believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. That is not essential, that is not foundational to Christian doctrine. But, 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 but Bill, I contend that it matters to me. It matters how he came. Because how he came fits for me and helps me to understand who he is. For if he had come like any of us, could he really lay claim to the title Son of God? Had, had, had he come into the earth like you and I, could he really lay claim to the title Messiah? How he came is essentially important to our Christian faith. And one must be clear that the virgin birth of Jesus is both paramount to and prophetic in our faith. If you are a Christian, the virgin birth should not be optional, it should be essential. I'll give you four quick reasons why the virgin birth is foundational and fundamental to Christian faith. First of all, the virgin birth demonstrates that Jesus had a heavenly origin. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14 it says, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only one begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Belief, my brothers and my sisters, in the virgin birth means that we believe that Jesus was not just a human being, but that he was also fully divine. The second person of the Trinity come down from heaven. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. How he came matters. Secondly, the virgin birth is fundamental to Christian faith because it means that Jesus had a sinless nature. A sinless nature. You see, if Jesus had an earthly father, then he would have been born into sin like all of us. Because remember, the sin of Adam is passed down from generation to generation. Paul says it like this, by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. In other words, it doesn't matter if you did anything or not, you were born into sin, stamped with sin. You got a birthmark. It's called sin. You, you can't do anything about it. 
It was imputed. That's what the theologians say. It is imputed. It, it, it is imparted. It, it is given to you and you don't have any choice about it. The only thing you can do is because you were born in the sin is be born again. That, that, that's the only thing you can do about the sin problem because you came here with it, which means you must be born again. Jesus came here without the stamp of sin being upon him. For God interrupts the transmission of sin by bypassing the seed of man. He says, you know what? Since sin is carried by the seed of man, I'll just take him out of the picture. Take man out of the picture, use a virgin girl, and I will conceive of her by the Holy Spirit. And by bypassing man, God ensures his divinity being born without sin. For the Bible says, Jesus committed no sin, nor was guile found in his mouth. 1 John 3 and 5, you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. So Jesus had a sinless nature. But then thirdly, thirdly, the virgin birth of Jesus also is fundamental to our faith because it demonstrates that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. You remember John, his cousin, is baptizing one day. And he sees Jesus coming and he stops and talks to his disciples and says, Behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. The only way he could claim that title and be given that title and the only way he could live up to that role and responsibility. He had to be a blemish-free sacrifice without sin, a perfect sacrifice that God would supply for himself. Yes, because he came into the world by supernatural means and lived a sinless life, he then had the right to be the sacrifice for my sins and for your sins. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, for he made him no new, he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So you see, the virgin birth is essential because it directly concerns our salvation. Had he not been sinless, he could not die for our sins. It matters. That he was born of a virgin. It matters that he was born of a virgin. Fourthly. Because it shows the uniqueness. Of Christ. No one has ever come into this world. The way Jesus did. No other person. Had angels announcing his birth. Oh you might have sent an email out. You might have Instagrammed it and had a whole lot of folk knowing, but 
You didn't have any angels. Wish I had a witness in here. Gathering in the celestial atmosphere, singing your child's praises. No, he's the only one for which angels have gathered declaring glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace, goodwill toward men. No other person had a star to lead people to where he was. Oh, you might have plugged it into your GPS. Siri might have helped you to get there. Google Maps, but, but nobody has had a star point the way to where he is. He is unique. The unique and miraculous nature of Jesus carried on throughout his life. His birth was a miracle. His public ministry consisted of miracles. Jesus miraculously lived a sinless life. He miraculously came back from the dead and left this world in a miraculous way. From his entrance to his exit, the life of Jesus Christ was a miracle. And so God chose to conceive his son in the womb of a virgin girl named Mary. He chose her. And you can imagine, just for a moment, how special that moment was for Mary. If you can't, go back with me to your childhood. When y'all were about to play kickball, basketball, Red Rover, Red Rover. Whatever game you were about to play on teams and you had the captains on each side and it was time to pick teams. Some of y'all remember what I'm talking about. They say, I, I got him. And the other one say, I, I got him. Y'all come on and go with me here. And, and you be hoping I wish y'all would talk to me in here. You, 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 you want to be a first draft pick if you could. You, second draft or third draft, but, but you didn't want to be left. Wish I had a witness in here. Because if you waited too long, they didn't pick you. They just said, come on. I guess I... Amen. Some, some of us win that. I guess I. Amen. But Mary was chosen. Specifically. Picked out. From amongst the others. Certainly Mary was not the only virgin girl in Galilee. What made her so special? Certainly she was not the only one. Yes, who was living a godly life, and yet God chose her. She was not the only one sensitive to the spirit and the movement of God, and yet God chose her. What an exhilarating moment 
that must have been when Mary hears that God has chosen her to deliver into the world he who would deliver the world from its sin. How miraculous a moment that must have been when Mary receives the angelic email that God had chosen her to raise him who would raise up Lazarus, to nourish him who would feed 5,000 with a few fish and a few loaves, to give life to he who is life. God chose her. The good news of our faith is that God not only chose her, but he chose you too. Oh, yes. He chose you. He chose you. You up there hiding behind those lights. He chose you. He chose all of us. He chose you to do something wonderful through you. He chose you to do something miraculous through you. He chose you to do something amazing through you, something extraordinary through you. Don't you remember what the apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 2 and 9? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, his holy, special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God chose you too. He chose you to be salt and light. He chose you to be the hands and the feet of Christ. He chose you to represent the kingdom of God. He chose you to be a son and a daughter of God. He chose you to be a joint heir with Jesus Christ. He chose you to be the ecclesia called out from the world. He chose you to be the cornea, the fellowship of the saints. He chose you to live in holiness, to seek after godliness, to walk in righteousness. He chose you. So we can celebrate this morning. God not only chose Mary, but he chose you. 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 Kanisha, he chose you. Linda, he chose you. He chose you. He chose you. Mothers, he chose you. Stephanie, he chose you. He chose you. Lenita, he chose you. Y'all come on and talk to me here. He chose you. Wait a minute, he didn't just choose women. He chose you, Brian. He chose you, Nathaniel. He chose you, he chose you. He cho I see you back there, he chose you too. He chose you. He didn't stop choosing when Jesus came into the world. He chose us too. Y'all, I get excited. You know why I get excited about that? I get excited about that because that says to me that long before I could think good enough to choose him. That he already chose me. He, he already, that's Bible, y'all. He, he said, before we could choose him, 
He chose us, which, which means that none of us can get so proud about the choice we made. Yeah, I decided to make Jesus my choice, but before I chose him, he chose to be in relationship with me. He chose to be my father. He chose to be my savior. He chose to die on a cross for my sins. He chose to be my redemption. He chose to be my atonement. He chose to wash me. He chose to save me. He chose to deliver me. He chose to lift me. He chose to use me. He chose me. He chose me. He chose me. So real quick, Pat, and I'm going to let you do what you do real quick. Real quick, three things. This text shows us about the choice of Mary as the mother of Jesus. Number one, this text shows, shows us that God's choices are not merit-driven, but grace-given. I'm waiting for some of y'all to clap on this side. God's choices are not merit driven, but grace given. Grace given. That, 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 means, that means that I didn't do anything to get what God gave me. It's just God's. Wish I had a witness in here. Here Mary is trying to figure out, Lord, what did I do? No, Mary, you didn't do anything. This is not about you living so well. This is not about anything that you've done. This is about God's favor. Matter of fact, if you took into account Mary's life, she perhaps would have been disqualified. I mean, if you, if you want to make it about merit, because conventional thinking would have suggested that there was more working against Mary than there was working for her. <laughs> yeah, there was more working against her. She's a poor peasant girl. She, she's not a part of the aristocracy of that day. She, she has no business bringing a prince, a prince, a king of kings into this world. There, there's no kingship in her bloodline. God chose her. She lives in poverty. She cannot put him in costly clothes. She in order to clothe him, had to take scraps. A little scrap here. A little scrap there. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Things that got too small, can't wear them no more, ripped them up. Curtains that have worn too long, ripped them up. And we call it, watch this, repurposing. That's what we call it now. We, we, we repurpose it. All, 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 all that means is you use what you got. And I would. I would that we would go back and remember how to be a little more, yeah, innovative and use what you got. You, you ain't got to go buy everything. You can use 
some of what you already, I wish I had a witness in here. Everything ain't got to be new. You, you can go and reuse some stuff. So some of y'all remember, you, you didn't get new shoes every few months. You, you wore some things out and then you put something in the bottom of them when they, well, I wish y'all would come on and go with me. Use what you got, reuse what you got. Reuse it over again. Put a patch in the knee and keep on. I see y'all don't forget. <laughs> it's merit given, not grace. Merit driven, not grace. Not merit driven, but grace given. Grace given, but by God's grace. I want to encourage somebody today. Here it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up real quickly. I want to encourage somebody today, quit living your life trying to get to the next place and space by who you know. Because I've lived long enough now. I've been, I've lived long enough now to know that if God opens a door, If God opens it up, watch this, then I'm not beholden to anybody else. Watch this, and, and I don't have to play games with folk and, and try to keep folk happy with me and on my side. No, because if God opened that door, guess what? He can open another. Quit living your life trying to play games with people and make folk happy and, and lowering your standards and compromising your ethics and playing games with this one and that one because you're trying to get ahead. No, you know what? I'm living my life not by merit but by grace. And if man rejects me, I got a God who will select me. If man closes a door, I got a God who will open a door. Secondly, secondly, I'm going to rush here. L listen, secondly, God does not always choose the prepared, but he always prepares the chosen. I I'm going to let you marinate on that for a minute. God does not always choose the prepared, but he always prepares the chosen. Mary, Mary heard the announcement and said, listen, I, I hear what you're saying, angel. Gabriel's your name, right? Yeah, I hear you, Gabriel, but, but, but none of that makes sense to me. She said, why, why doesn't it make sense, Mary? Well, there's one problem. I've never been with a man. And if I'm going to bring a child into the world, you got to recognize you got a deficit. I've not been with a man and listen you need to understand your deficits don't mean anything to God what you don't have doesn't mean anything for what God God does have do I have a witness in here yeah, quit, quit trying to talk yourself out of God's blessings and start walking into it. Quit trying to say why you can't do what God has called you to do and declare, if God be for me, who shall be against me? If God opens this door, I'll walk through it. If God says yes, who am I to say no? 
Mary tried to talk him out of using her because of what she interpreted as her own deficit. She wasn't the only one to do that. Moses did the same thing. God called Moses to lead the people of Israel, Egypt, Israel out of Egypt. And Moses started giving him every reason why he had chosen the wrong man. I can't do this, God. I'm slow of speech. I can't do this, God. Them folk won't listen to me. I, I can't do this, God. I've never done this before. And God said one thing. He said, Moses, what is that in your hand? I'm trying to tell somebody, he does not always choose those who are prepared, but he always prepares those who are chosen. Moses, what is that in your hand? Moses, you, you're trying to talk about why you can't. And I've already put in your hand every reason why you can. I've already given you what you need. Watch this. And it may not be what somebody else has. But it's what you need. I don't know who this is for. But quit comparing what you got to what somebody else got. And work with what God put in. Work with the skill that God put in your hand. Work with the talent that God put in your hand. Quit trying to be somebody else because they're already taken. Just be who you are. Here we go, lastly. Lastly, God's choice is not made in time, but it is made in eternity. It is made in eternity. You remember, it's in the book of Genesis where God says to the serpent, I will put enmity, enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise thy, his heel. You got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that the coming of Christ did not happen in the New Testament. That was planned in eternity. God didn't just come up with this on the spot. This was planned way back in eternity. I need you to understand that God chose you before the foundations of the world were framed. And every plan and every purpose that God has for you was already done. It's your responsibility, watch this, to do what Mary did and simply say yes. That's all you got to do. Lord, what you've called me to do, she said to Gabriel, let it be according to thy word. As thou hast said, let it be so. In other words, all Mary said at the end of that angelic announcement was, Amen. 
That's all she said, amen. Let So be it, amen. I'm going to quit arguing with you, angel, amen. I, I'm going to quit telling God why I can't do what you told me I can do. Amen, let it be so. And some of you this morning need to say yes. Yes, Lord, yes. To your will, to your way. Yes, Lord, yes. I'll trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, my whole life I'll agree. And the answer will be yes. Lord, yes. If you're here this morning and you're ready to give the Lord a great big yes, because for some of us, he's been knocking on your door for a long time, waiting for you to say yes. Yes to the invitation to know him through his son, Jesus Christ. Yes to become a son and a daughter of his by accepting his son. Yes to being a member of this fellowship. By simply saying, I want brothers and sisters and a pastor to call my own. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will, to your way. The doors of the church are open. If you're here, you can come now by letter, by Christian experience, as a candidate for baptism. Won't you say yes this morning? Won't you say yes this morning? Congregation, won't you stand? Won't you rest on your feet? Let's stand and encourage somebody to say yes this morning. Come on, let's sing together. I'll say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Oh yes. I will trust. I will trust you and obey your spirit. When the spirit speaks to me. Yeah. In my whole heart, I'll agree. And yes. my answer will be yes. Lord, yes. The doors of the church are open. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Lord, Lord, yes. To your will. When the spirit when 
out. Somebody help him, please. <laughs> Is he out? Now listen, I know that all of you uh, will agree with this. Every year at this time, we always show the pastor how much we really love him and what we want to do now, and there may be another time. But what we're going to do now, we're going to ask everybody if you would like to give a token for our pastor's wonderful, all that he does. We're going to ask the ushers if you would get, get bags or whatever you need right quick. And let's give everybody the chance to do something very special for Christmas for our pastor. Is that all right? Okay, come on, let's get it done real quickly. Come on, ushers, everybody. Running back, whatever. Give like you love.
just make you feel good. I know it does. that were given. Father, we ask that you would multiply it, that it be used for the increase. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rest, rule, and abide with each of you, henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.